Christmas began for me this year when I first heard the notes of that song. I was walking through the Gallic College on the way to my lesson when the girls behind the counter put it on. Immediately it got my attention. A smile broke on my face and I was soon humming it down the stairwell. The date was the 7th of November. (laughs) Now what possessed the Gallic College to go full on Christmas so early this year, I don't know. But when is that particular song, I don't mind. It's just so evocative, isn't it? Maybe it's because I've lived away from my family for the last 15 years. Maybe it's because I'm so looking forward to my parents who will be driving to Isla for Christmas next week. Maybe it's the thought of our upcoming holiday when Emmy and I drive down to the Midlands to see her mother for New Year. It is, of course, all those things, but it's much more as well. I think the power of that song is all held in one word, the word home. I'm not sure that there is a more emotionally loaded word in the whole of the English language than that word, home. It doesn't matter what age we are or what our life experiences, we all long to come home. We yearn for it. Indeed, we cannot really rest until we get there. Where is home? Some say it's where you grew up. Elux continue to think of this beautiful island as home, even if they're living on the other side of the world. Some say it's where your family are, as in the lyrics of that song. Some say it's the place where you feel safest, the place where you can fully unwind and relax and be yourself. Home is a sanctuary, a haven from fear. Think about it now. Where is home for you? And why? Whatever we thought of, we all agree that our home is really precious, isn't it? I've been struck recently about just how many of the current news stories have been about home. Tragically, the vast majority of them have been about families who have lost their homes. The story of the conflict in Ukraine has shocked us all this year. We never thought that we would see a war like this in Europe again. The latest estimate is that 7.9 million people have fled across Europe as refugees. A further 8 million have been displaced within the country itself. That is nearly 16 million people forced from their homes. An almost unimaginable figure. On Isla, we have some of those refugees, and we know that we can never replace what they have lost. But let's try and help make them feel as home as we possibly can. Another story of this year has been the great housing shortage in this country. So many people cannot find a place to live, certainly not one that they can afford. They long for a place to call home, but it seems an impossibility. And finally, I read a news article today that said over 200,000 people will be homeless in our country this Christmas. 
many of them currently bedding down on our city streets, and only some of them will be housed by charities like Crisis through the bitter winter. It's fair to say that the news has been hard to bear this year, hasn't it? We cannot take all of this in. We cannot listen to it for too long. Those of us fortunate enough to have a home block the news out after a while in an attempt to preserve the haven. In fact, I'm sure that there are some of you here tonight thinking, why on earth is the minister talking about this? I came out for a good time to enjoy music and company, not to listen to something so difficult. Please bear with me. I believe by the end of this, you will have heard some very good news indeed. The Christmas story comes into its own when we read it on a human level. In fact, when we do this, the Christmas story ceases to be the preserve of beautifully decorated churches and becomes relevant to those most in need. It is relevant to Ukrainian refugees. It is relevant to homeless men and women on the streets of Glasgow. And it's relevant to all of us here who at some point or other hanker for the safety and refuge of home. And I'd like to briefly show you how. First of all, the Christmas story is relevant to these issues because it contains real historical people who were forced to travel a long way from home. Think about Mary and Joseph. We know the story so well. They travelled from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and there with a bright star shining in the sky and surrounded by cute animals, their baby is born. But of course, that doesn't do the story justice at all, does it? Any of the mothers here in this congregation will tell you that you do not choose to travel 90 miles by foot when you are nine months pregnant. The children sing about the little donkey who carried Mary, but there is no donkey in the Bible. And it's very unlikely that Mary and Joseph would have been able to afford one, let alone ride one, without causing her waters to break. This was a 90-mile walk, covering four days on awful roads to reach Bethlehem. It was not a journey to enjoy, it was a journey to endure. And even when it ended, things didn't get much easier for poor Mary. With all the rooms full, she gives birth among the animals and lays her baby in a dirty trough. This is not the birth that young Mary imagined. This is not the birth that any expectant mother imagines. So why? Why did it all happen like this? Well, Luke told us the answer. It happened because Caesar Augustus issued a decree. A Roman, based thousands of miles away, made a rule, and all the Jewish people were forced to obey it. It is a reminder to us that the land of Israel was not a place of sweetness and light at the beginning of the Christmas story. It was a land of oppression, a land ruled by an invader, a land where violence was done to the innocent and people were forced against their will at the point of a sword. Mary found herself a long way at home, 
at the most vulnerable point in her life because 2,000 years ago, there was a Roman Putin on the scene. Do you see, the Christmas story is relevant, very relevant to today. But it goes on. Mary has her baby, things are going well. What's the next thing that happens? Well, evil King Herod gets to hear of it. Herod was the king that the Romans had installed in the local region to do their dirty work for him. Essentially, he was a puppet ruler, despised by everyone. But Herod let his position go to his head. He loved the power and the authority. So when the Magi turn up at his palace and begin telling him that a new king of the Jews has arrived, he is immediately worried. In fact, it soon becomes clear that his ego will just not stand a rival. His jealousy will know no bounds. So what does Herod do? He sets out on a mad hunt, desperate to kill the newborn king. It's a truly awful part of the story. What does it mean for Mary and Joseph? Well, it means they have to travel even further from home. In fact, Herod's power is so great, they have to leave the country entirely to get away from it. An angel appears to Joseph in a dream and urges him to flee to Egypt. And that's exactly where he goes, along with Mary and the baby Jesus. There is no other word to describe this than the word refugee. The baby Jesus was a refugee. Mary and Joseph were refugees. So far from home, living in fear, missing their loved ones greatly, exiled from all the familiar surroundings in their life that made them feel safe. Can we see at the heart of the Christmas story is a young family who lose their home? What possibly could be more relevant to the news this year than that? Now, I promised you a moment ago that this would end up with good news, and so it will. We've not quite got there yet. I appreciate that, but we only have one more step to go. So far, we've tried to read the Christmas story on a very human level. But of course, it's important to read it on more than just the mere human level. And that's because the main character in it is more than merely human. We believe that the baby Jesus was God. God in the flesh. God come to earth. Suddenly then, we have to make an extraordinary statement. When Mary and Joseph fled into Egypt, God himself became a refugee. But in many ways, that fleeing into a foreign country was a journey far shorter than the journey that God had already been on in coming to earth. The reading we heard from John a moment ago summed it up the best. It began by speaking of Jesus as the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. In other words, Jesus is Almighty God. 
one with the Father, equal in eternity and divinity. He was there at the creation of the world, and prior to his arrival in Bethlehem, he dwelt with his Father in the throne room of heaven. Jesus had everything, power, prestige, riches. As God, he is holy, majestic, sovereign over all. And yet a few verses later, we read these incredible words. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. What I am saying is this. When Jesus arrived in the Bethlehem manger, he had well and truly left home. He had left the place that he'd always lived prior to now. He'd left the intimate presence of his father. He'd left heaven, that place of calm and safety and refuge. All of those ways that we described home earlier, all those values that make home so important to us, Well, Jesus left the lot. He left home in heaven and stepped down into our earth as a human being. And very shortly after that, he was whisked off into Egypt as a refugee. That is an astonishing thought, isn't it? We gather here tonight to worship a God who knows exactly what it feels like to be a long way from home. When we pray to him with all of our brokenness and all of our longing, he knows exactly what we are experiencing. He empathizes. He understands. And he's absolutely committed to doing something about it. And now, finally, we get to the truly great news of Christmas. Why was it that Jesus was prepared to leave home in heaven, risking everything to come to earth? Well, he did it so that he could bring us home. When God made the world, he made it to be home. Home for the myriad of creatures and plants. Home for human beings. Home even for himself. Before Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit in the garden, we read of God walking with them in the cool of the evening, enjoying their company. Of course, this was all ruined when human beings turned away from God and went their own way. And sin brought death and disaster crashing into the world. It's sin that tears homes down and families apart. It's sin that makes us feel fearful and unsafe. Jesus came to deal with sin. He did that by growing up to die on the cross in our place. And the Bible says that once we've turned to Jesus, he removes all the sin from our lives and comes to take residence within us by his Holy Spirit. Through Jesus God makes a new home in our hearts. And from there, the Spirit then acts as a promise, guaranteeing our place in the new world to come. One day, Jesus is going to come back to this world 
And he's going to bring all of heaven with him. And on that day, all sin and evil will be removed from our earth for good. And wonderfully, all God's people will discover, finally, they are home. Home where they truly belong. Home with their loved ones who've gone before them. Home with God. Jesus came to make his home with us so that one day we will be at home with him. There will be no refugees, no poverty, no injustice. There will be no one without shelter or refuge. There will only be peace and joy and love. And if you, like me, think that the song Driving Home for Christmas makes you feel good, it will be like nothing compared to how we feel then. All of our deepest longings fulfilled and we will be truly at rest. In the next few days, our dear friend Jim McNulty is going home. And one day, we will go home too. Because of Christmas and the Easter that follows it, we can have full assurance that even in these troubling days that we're currently travelling through, we're only going one place. We're going home. Home with our Saviour. May we all think a little bit more deeply about home this Christmas time.